The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, Hashem Mishminu Vehayel, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the Daf Yomi, and in honor of the Rabbi, Tzkele Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Aslahav, Arvaha, Bechol Maasi Yadav, Amen. Daf Kuf Het. Today's daf is being studied in the Shmat of Rabbi Esther, Ruach Hashem, Tenkhanu Begin Eden, Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Hashem, Yosef Ben Sarab, Salam Atahel, El Narefan Elahim, El Narefan Elahim, we are studying Kuvzain Amud Bet. We are four lines from the bottom, starting from the Mishnah. Mi shealach lemedina tayam. Fellow went overseas. So came a guy and he started to support his wife, which means the wife was in need. The husband was overseas. She didn't have any mizonot. So came a guy, came along, um, you know, a volunteer. And he just uh, lent her money, you know, to support her. So now, exactly. So now what happens? The husband comes back. He wants, he wants to get paid. He wants his money back. Hanan comes along and says, he lost his money. You don't pay him back. No, but the Bnei Konim Gedolim come along and say, no, let the guy swear how much he shelled out, and therefore uh, he, can, he can get it back. Like the sons of the Konim Gedolim. Rihanna says, no, Hanan said good. You know why? It's like this guy put his money on the horn of a, of, a, of, a, of a deer, and the deer ran away. Which means you lost your money. That's it. You, you, no one asked you to, to, to lend money to this uh, lady over here. You lent money on your own. Therefore, it's it. you, you lose the money. It's like, so it's like you burnt the money. You lost it. You put the money on Kenan, that's V, and this V ran away. There's no... Uh, it's your fault. Look at that sheet. Hanan Omer, Ibed et Ma'otav. Shelo amarti lecha halveni v'ani epra. Right. The husband can say, did I ask you to lend me money? Did I say lend me money and I'll pay you back? You, you, you went on your own. If, she, if he made that stipulation initially, we told the lady, listen, I'm lending you money for your mizonot and I want to get it back, then the la- he can go to the lady and then the lady subsequently can go to the husband. But that's not the case of it. Like we learned on yesterday's daf, that what? That in the case of the mi'un, what do we say in that case over there? That if a, if a, if a lady was married, right? Husband overseas, she borrowed money towards our mizonot. Uh, uh, when the husband comes back, he has to pay it. Good, but this case over here, that just the guy went alone. He didn't say, uh, I'm coming after you to pay me back and all that. He just uh, lent the money and gave her money for Mizonot. Now what happens when the husband comes back? He says, hey, I want that money. Please, could you pay me back? The husband comes along and says, I don't know you anything. I'm, uh, uh, I didn't ask you to give this money over here. See you later. That's Hanan's opinion. Now, it should be noted that we learned in the previous Mishnayot, Hanan made two statements. This is the second statement of Hanan. 
where the rabbis argued on him. The first statement of Hanan was when a lady goes to Medinat Ayam, when, I'm sorry, when a husband goes to Medinat Ayam and she wants Mizunot, so Hanan's opinion was she doesn't have to swear uh, in the beginning because she'll swear at the end. That was the first shita of Hanan. That is the second case of Hanan, where we're learning a case where a guy goes to Medinat Ayam and uh, she wants uh, Mizunot. A third party comes along and says, here, here's money. Now, Hanan holds, you lost that money. It's like you put the money on, Kerenat Zviz. Comes to Gibraltar and says, Tananatam, we learned in Masechet Nedarim. Hamudar Mehavero. A person says that what? He is not going to allow his friend to have Hanaa from him. Let's take a case. Reuven comes along and says, Shimon, I'm oseiding you to have Hanaa from me. Okay, Reuven, I am not allowing you to have any Hanaa from me. And the Gibraltar is going to really say it was two ways. And uh, Shimon also said, from It was a two-way street over here. So let's understand what ramifications come out once they're ready. They're both asur tavana'a from each other. So the Mishnah says over there, number one, shoke lo et shiklo. Interesting. Reuven is able to pay Shimon's machajita shekel for him. Uh, even though he said, I'm not letting you have any hana'a from me. Now all of a sudden comes uh, Adar. And what's the law? They collect Mahasita Shekel for the uh, functioning of the Beta Mikdash, right? For the maintenance uh, of the, the, not the maintenance, for the Korbanot, actually. So each guy's got to give him Mahasita Shekel. This guy comes along and says, you know what? Here's the Efe Shekel for me, and here's the Efe Shekel for Shimon. And that's not considered giving him a Hana'ah. Because the Kala didn't even make a Nether, I do not going to have a Hana'ah for me. Here, he's giving him Hana'ah. He paid his Efe Shekel. We'll see how that works. Uporeya. Alif. Lo, et hobo. Reuven can pay his debt for him. Reuven comes along, there's a credit, uh, you know, having claims against Shimon. Reuven comes along and pays the debt. That's okay. That's not considered giving him hana'ah. And he can also return him back his lost object. Reuven finds an object, belongs to Shimon, give it him back. That's not considered giving him hana'ah. But in a place where, let's say, that they give a reward for that, which is in a case where there is, uh, uh, where for the, for the work, for the toil of finding the Aveda and dealing with it and returning it, some place had a custom where you pay the guy for that. So in that case over there, in that case over there, the Shimon cannot um, give the Sakhar, nor can Reuven forgive the Sakhar. Let's speak it out. Reuven cannot, uh, Shimon cannot give the Sakhar. Say, oh, thank you for giving me my Abedah, I want to I pay you. So the Mephashim explain why, because usually the money that they pay is more than the Tadha uh, entailed. And therefore they both may not Hana'at to each other. So the bottom line, when Shimon is going to pay for the Tadha, he's paying a little extra, and therefore he's giving Hana'at to Reuven. Now furthermore, Reuven cannot come along and say, you know what? You don't owe me this uh, money. Keep the money yourself. Because now he's giving Hana'ah to Shimon. And they both made Isur Hana'ahs to each other. So in that case over there, what do they do with the money of Terha? Give it to Hegdesh. Okay, so those are the cases. Tepor Hana'ah le Hegdesh. Now the Gemara analyzes. I have no problem in the case where the Oven wants to pay the Hefe Shekel for Shimon. You know why? It's a mitzvah. I always mean it's a mitzvah. Trees like this. What are you paying the Hefeshekel for? The reason why you pay the Hefeshekel is so all Klai Yisrael be part of the Kurbanot. Everybody has to have a Helik in the Kurban Tamid, the Kurban uh, Musaf, the, the, the public Kurbanot Sibur. 
So that by giving half a shekel, you're in, you're connected. But the law is really like this. Let's say a guy, for some reason, he didn't get his half a shekel in. He didn't pay it for whatever reason. The law is, he's still included in the Korbanot Sibur, like we're going to see now from the Mishnah and Shikalim. So he's still included. So bottom line, whether... Reuven, whether Reuven paid this half a shekel or not for Shimon, Shimon is still included in the in the in the mitzvah. So it's not like he was mehaneim anything. Which because bottom line, even if uh, Reuven, uh, uh, if Shimon didn't pay, he still gets connected to the mitzvah. So the only item that you can question over here, you're right. You didn't benefit me in the sense that I'm still part of the korbanot whether you paid it or not. So that I didn't get an ah. But bottom line, you saved me half a coin. You saved me a, a, a half a shekel. So they want to come along and say, that's not considered a, uh, a hana'ah, because it's not like I, I, I gave you money. What I did was I paid a... Uh, 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 I did a mitzvah. Here's a mitzvah to pay the half a shekel. So I did the mitzvah, which is I got the mitzvah paying the half a shekel. It's not like, it's not like I paid a debt like we're going to see you or something like that. There's a mitzvah to give half a shekel. I did that mitzvah. I paid my half a shekel and I got a mitzvah for paying your half a shekel. So that's not considered giving somebody a hanah, which means I, it's like I stole this mitzvah, so to speak. I, I, I got the mitzvah of giving the half a shekel. So therefore, in that case, we can understand. Now we have to substantiate how do I know that if a guy doesn't give his half a shekel, he's still connected to the. To the, to the mitzvah of, uh, to, to the, to the korbanot. So here's the plan. We learned in Masechet B'Shakalim. Tormin ala avud, wala gabui, wala atid gabot. Okay, tormin. If you remember the way the Mahasita Shekel worked was they would collect all the Mahasita Shekel, they put it in the treasury. Once they put it in the treasury, three times a year, they would go to the treasury, and they would take the Mahasita Shekel coins, and they would put it in three kupot, three baskets. Now when they were taken from the uh, treasury, not, not always all the money was in yet. You know, the money would trickle in, you know, throughout the year. So therefore, what they would have to do is have, have kavanah that everybody has a chilek in this money over. Because we want, we don't want just half a klai sale or a third of klai sale to be involved in the first third of the year and the third of klai sale to be involved in the last third. We want all of klai sale to be involved with the korbanot at all times. So when they put the money in the uh, baskets to spend it for korbanot, they have to have in mind for everybody. Not only for those that paid. But for even the shekarim that are on the way coming to the Beit Hamikdash, and the Gemara and the Mishnah gave three examples. Number one, Tumin ala avud. What's the case of avud? Guy said to Zefer Shekel to Mishalayim, it got lost on the way. So basically, did he give a shekel to this guy? No, he's in. He's, in, he's included. The ala gavui. What's gavui? He paid it, but didn't get there yet. The ala atid legavot. Rashi says va'afidu lo nigbal lehamikam, which means the guy says I'll pay it, and you know what? He didn't end up even paying it. Yes, no chalik betruma b'korbanot. Ela what? Shehaser mitzvah. Nimsa schara mitzvah ala noten. Exactly, which means, you see that this guy over here, even though he didn't give, he didn't give his, uh, he's a gavui, he's intending to pay. Right? Ala gavui atid. But he didn't pay yet. And you know what? As she comes over and says, let's say he doesn't even end up paying. doesn't matter when they empty the boxes to put the, 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 the money in the coupon, when they empty the treasury, you have kavanah for this guy as well. Meaning he has a halik in the mitzvah. So therefore we proved that there's no isur of hana'ah by the mahasita shekel case. Why? He didn't benefit. Which is if we would have said, whoever doesn't get this shekel in is not part of the korbanot, then already when you benefited Shimon. By paying the half a shekel, you got him in the game. But now that you tell me he's in the game anyway, whether he pays the Efeshik or not, just paying the Efeshik is just a mitzvah, so therefore he didn't give him an ah. That, that part I can understand. What about giving an avedah back? Um ma'azilo avedah to nameh mitzvah kavid. 
Then I understand that as well. Giving back a, a, a Veda, lost object. I understand that I didn't give him a uh, Hana'a. Why? I did a mitzvah. Right? So I'm doing a, a mitzvah. That's not a, a, a Hana'a per se. It's a mitzvah that says I have to give back the item. Oh, but you gave him back his item. Now, now he has Hana'a. That was his item from the beginning. Mm. When I give back somebody's lost object, it's his item. So I didn't give him anything extra. So therefore, there's no uh, Isud over here to give back somebody uh, a lost item. Even though I said, I'm not going to give you Hana'a. I'm doing, I'm doing a mitzvah. What Hana'a did I give you? I gave you an item that belonged to you initially. So I understand why that's not a problem as well. However, the problem is the following... The Gibran says the problem is like this. This is the problem. Paying back Shimon's debt. Ah, you're giving him Which means like this. Shimon owes money. I'm making a neder. You cannot have Hana'a from me. I'm certain you have Hana'a from me. Now, what does the go do? Shimon, Shimon owes some money. He goes, pays back his debt. He goes, that's okay. How could that be okay? Bottom line, he paid back a debt for him. He gave it. You can't start telling me it's mitzvah and all that stuff. He, 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 he was name. He paid him. He paid back the money. So the Gemara says, ah, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's going like Hanan. Why? What did Hanan say? Let's go back to our Mishnah. What did we learn? Just learn in our Mishnah. According to Hanan. Right? A guy gives lady money from his Mizunot. What did Hanan say? He lost that money. When the husband comes back home, the guy says, hey, do me a favor, you know, I gave your wife money for the Mizunot. Thank you, I didn't ask you to give money. See you later. I'm off talk. Same thing in this case over here. This guy, Reuven, he went, he paid back the debt for Shimon. Right? So according to Hanan, he'll say, it bids it ma'otaf. Who is you to pay back? I don't, I, don't, I don't know you anything, by the way. Which means, the debt is paid. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll see you later. I don't know you anything. And uh, so bottom line, you name me want that uh, I have money in my pocket. But that, according to Hanan, he holds, if it's indirect, it's not considered Hanan. Which is, I didn't give money directly to Shimon. What I did is, I was a gerama. That's what Shimon explains. I paid the money to... The creditor, and now as a result of that, uh, Shimon uh, doesn't have to take money out of his pocket. There's no out of pocket, so that's considered a gorem that it did not cause him to to, to to lose money. But what I didn't give him money directly, and according to according to this, there's no there's no problem. And what's Hananchita? Hananchita is that I wasn't me I wasn't. I got no Hana uh, out, which means the. Shimon, Reuven, can I go to Shimon and say, hey, listen, uh, I paid your uh, debt, uh, please uh, pay me back. No, ah, that's it, you, you did it on your own over there, I, I, and therefore you, you, you covered the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the debt. Now let's read that sheet, understand the sheet. Hanan, Hanani, Damar Ibed Ma'otav, read that sheet. Hanan, Avam Mishnah, that said Ibed Ma'otav. Zeshipinesh is Eshet Havero, that's Hanan Shita, the guy that supported his friend's wife. Venitkaven Leshem Halva'ah. Right, the guy said, you know, I'm, I'm lending it. She shall him do bala ibed ma'otav. And Yachod Omar lo 
et chovcha parati shalemni. He can't go back to Rosman and say, listen, I paid uh, your, uh, your, your, your money, pay me back. Not only in case of the marriage over here with the guy giving money from his own, any loan where somebody comes along on his own and pays back, the deen is what? Now, which is even if he paid it with intention, let's say, to get it back, it means In this case of here, when he paid it, he paid it just to give his friend Hana, which is he, he paid it not to get it back. He paid it just to In this case, Leuven was paying it, wasn't intending to go ask Shimon for the, for the money back. But it doesn't matter. Because since bottom line, if he would pay it even with intention to, 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 to give it to him, Reuven does not have to compensate Shimon. So you did you, you, you did nothing. You went you which is the point you went on your own. That's the you, you did you did yourself. You didn't do anything for me by the way. You didn't pay my debt in the sense that uh, that, that that you gave an out for me directly. You went and you paid your debt. I have nothing to do with you. You did you did it on your own. I'm not connected to that. It's like you went on your own, so to speak, and gave this creditor money. I'm not related to you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, you I don't I owe you anything because of it and all that stuff. So the quite the Hanan you can tell me about bottom line, he received the, uh, he doesn't have to pay back. So I'm telling you, yes, but he doesn't have to pay back. That Hana'atos force says is a Gerama. It comes indirectly. And if an indirect Hana'ah, according to Hanan, is not considered Hana'ah, the Gaber Nidarim, the Gaber, this case where he says, I'm, I'm not letting you have Hana'ah, means direct Hana'ah, but not here where I paid you and uh, you have to, you have to uh, do that. So that's the way. The first shita, who's that opinion of Oshaya learns. It's going according to the opinion of Hanan. It's not considered Hanan. The point is, I didn't give Shimon anything. Not to understand, according to Hanan, I didn't give you anything. Because if I gave him something, he would have to pay me back. According to Hanan, uh, you didn't give me anything. I don't have to pay it back. I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not related to you. I didn't ask you to pay, especially in this case over here. Even if you would do it, hey, listen, I paid it back for the sake of the loan. Can I buy money back? I, I don't owe you anything. You didn't do me any Hanaot over here. The only Hanaot that you might argue is what? He's holding the money now. Now, the debt is paid, technically. So this guy's holding now. You know, he doesn't have to take out a thousand dollars from his pocket now and pay back. You're right, but that Hana'ah came indirectly. Again, I'm saying that, and that's what Hanan says. It's not a problem. That's one way to reconcile the Mishnah in Masechet Nedarim by Pira'on Hov. Gemara gives him one more answer. Gemara says, Rabbah comes, you know what? I can even say it's going according to the opinion of the rabbis. Now let's go slow. What's the rabbis' opinion? The rabbis are our Mishnah. Huh? What did the rabbis say in the Mishnah? The rabbis say, pay back. Which means, when in the case of the marriage, guy came along, lent the lady money. Husband comes back home, guy goes to the husband, hey, listen, you know, I gave your wife money. According to the rabbis, they look at it, yes, you gave me Hana'ah. You benefited me, therefore, I got to pay you back. Oh, so in a regular case of a hob as well. They also say, in a regular case of a hob, guy comes along, like this case, technically, guy comes, pays off a debt, Shimon pays the debt. Technically, Shimon, I can go to the Uven. Hey, I did you a favor. Pay me back. So therefore, technically, he was 
Mehanim, which means he did pay back a, a debt for him, and now uh, he gave him a, a benefit. So how could this case be, and be going according to the banan? Because the rabbis really hold what? That uh, uh, it should be asur. So the case is talking about When a guy, we have to make a new case. He lent money. That is, Shimon borrowed money. Open-ended. The creditor never told him what he has to pay back. He pay me back whenever. So technically, he never has to pay back. Because he can always say, whenever. You didn't tell me when. So therefore, now what happens, Reuven, uh, he's got a debt on him, but he's never going to pay it back really. Because the guy never told him when to pay it back. So technically, he can't hold him to pay it back really. All, right? All of a sudden now, what happens? Shimon goes and gives, uh, pays his money back over here. In this case, over even the rabbis will agree that Shimon cannot go to Reuven now and say, Hey, pay me. You pay you. Who asked you to pay this back? You did it on your own. I, I didn't have to pay this debt back, by the way. So therefore, in that case, over there, even the rabbis will agree that Shimon did not give any hana'ah to Reuven. Reuven wasn't paying it back uh, anyway because he had an open-ended uh, loan, which is in a In a regular loan, it'll be a problem. In a regular loan, the rabbis will say it's a problem, which means the regular case where Shimon has a debt, Reuven goes and pays it. If there was nedarim in this case, Reuven, you broke the nedar. You gave hana'ah to Shimon. Because according to the rabbis, Shimon could go to the Uven. So the Uven go to Shimon and say, listen, I paid you that, pay me back. So therefore I gave you a hana'ah. The connection to what I did directly benefited you. So therefore, that would be a salute according to the rabbis. But that's not the case over here. The case is talking about where when the Uven borrowed the money, he had no time limit. So in the Uven's brain, what is he saying? I'm never going to pay this back. I have a way out. My, 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 my star says, uh, forever, I, 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 I don't have a lease with you. I can pay back whatever I want. Good. Shimon comes along and says, uh, by the way, Mr. Creditor, here's uh, $1,000. Now Shimon comes to the Uven. Uh, the Uven, by the way, I paid the uh, debt back. You did nothing for me. I wasn't paying this back yet. So you, 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 you didn't give me any hana'ah uh, uh, as such. Look at the Rashi. Even according to the rabbis. The Amri Hayav. Afapi Shilo Amarlo Halveni. Now we have to speak out according to the rabbis. Let's take a regular case without this open-ended uh, loan. Speak out according to the rabbis. Shimon pays the debt. Technically, Shimon can go to the Uven, pay me back. Correct? So that means he gave him a Hana'ah, even though it was indirect. Rabbanan hold indirect Hana'ah is considered a Hana'ah. I didn't give uh, Shimon the money directly. What I did, I just paid a, a, a debt over here to this guy. And what ended up happening is, uh, uh, indirectly now, I paid the debt back to him, so I, I gave him a hana'ah. So I said, that would be considered a hana'ah. The only reason in this case it's not a hana'ah is because I got nothing to do with you. Who asked you to pay the debt? I wasn't paying the debt. You went on your own. You're not related to me again. You went and you paid the guy money. You didn't benefit me. I wasn't paying this money. You're at that money that you paid. So that's why we can either learn the case, either like Hanan, or like Rabbanan. Now, of course, it's much better to learn like Rabbanan. Because we'd rather learn the cases according to the majority opinion as opposed to the minority opinion. So the Gemara says, I understand why Rava didn't learn it like Hanan. Because you know why? He'd rather establish the case in the Darim like the majority opinion. But Abu Shaya, who learnt the case like Hanan, why doesn't he, what, 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 what would have hurt him to learn the case like 
רבנן. אמר לך נבושיה נהידה הנאה לטלה, כסופה מלטלה? He comes along and says like this, an interesting Sevara. Again, what do the rabbis hold? Indirect Hana'ah is a Hana'ah. But in this case, he didn't even give me any Hana'ah even indirectly. Because why? I wasn't paying this loan back. It was open-ended, therefore I'll see you later. However, you write. Hana'ah I didn't get. Monetary Hana'ah. Because I wasn't paying it back anyway, so you didn't save me any money, by the way. But you know what? You did save me from the embarrassment factor. Which means, now whenever, I, whenever the Uvein walks in the street and sees his creditor, he can look at him in the face. Because bottom line, it was paid off. Until now, the Uvein was never intending to pay. Whenever he sees the creditor, he's a little embarrassed. Even though technically he doesn't have to pay because it's open-ended, but you, know, you look at the guy, you know you owe the guy money. Now by Shimon paying, you, you gave him to the Uvein. The Kisufa factor. Now, what? now uh, I can walk in the street, look at the guy without being embarrassed. There's value to that. So therefore, the Gebaran said, and what, I, it's indirect. So what? The Baran holding indirect is a problem. It's, it's, you him. Therefore, that's why he didn't, that's why Rav Oshaya did not want to learn like Rabah. Rav Oshaya says, I don't want to say it's going according to the Baran. Because according to the Baran, they hold indirect Hana'ah is Hana'ah. Oh, so, so, so you solve that problem. You say, no, no, there's no Hana'ah Beklal over here. Not direct, not indirect, because it's open-ended. If he wasn't paying it. But still, you, you didn't factor in the, the embarrassment factor. The embarrassment factor still is Hana'ah he's getting. So therefore, that's why you want to say like Rabbanan. That's why he chose to say like Hanan. Right? That's why he said like. Because there's a factor of Kisufa. Now the Gibbana says, really the Gibbana ends over here, according to Rashi. Some have a girsah, the Bach says a girsah of Lishna Aharina. Another version, Hatam name it mine. Over there in the case of the loan, there's also anaa from the lana of the fact that now he's not gonna be embarrassed when he sees him. Now seemingly it's saying the same answer twice. Usually when you have a Lishnah Harina, there's some sort of change in the answer. But here Lakhara is saying the same thing twice that what? Bottom line, there is an indirect anaa there according to the rabbis, the anaa of the fact that he's not gonna be Embarrassed. That's why he didn't want to say the case is going to the banana. Because even according to the banana, this case would be asur. Now, what's the difference between the lishna command and lishna? But that's what is a rabbi called the Ranchberg, Rabbi Tzalel Ranchberg. If you look on the left margin of your uh, Gemara, see Hagaot Maharav Ranchberg. See that? So he says, "Hatam nami itle hanaabei hanaad mechsap minei lechaurah lishna yiterahu." It's an extra language here. Which means like this. Ranchberg saying enough coming up between the answers. According to the first answer, Lo Hashivana they're looking at kisufa, this this embarrassment factor. That's not a monetary hanaa. That's just a, like a, an emotional uh, uh, type of item. Where it is hanaa that I get, and I walk in the street, uh, I don't be embarrassed. Okay, but it's, but it's not a it's not a tangible hanaa. According to the second answer, he wants to say that no, the hanaa that we're talking about over here is mamash a hanaa that's connected to the. To the loan, 
which means by the fact that this guy paid the loan, so in this payment of the loan, that payment was mahanemi, which means it's it's even though technically it was uh, open ended, so then we say technically the uvein can come along and say I'm not paying you back, but, but by you paying, the paying is a hanaat to me. Because the paying paid off uh, 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 Kisuf. So then what, is it just emotional? Or do you say, no, it's in the actual payment itself. It's more like a tangible Hana'ah that he gave me. So I don't do that for Is it just emotional or is it even monetarily? Either way, we have a Mahlok. Let's just review what was said over here. What was said over here was one, one Mishnah de Dari. That was this whole piece of Gemara. One Mishnah de Dari. With one question on that Mishnah. The Uven makes a, a sur. Hana'ah, uh, Shormon, you cannot benefit from it. Beautiful. What does Ruben go do? Pays his debt. Eh? What are you talking about? The guy pays his debt. He gave him Hana'ah. Uh, yeah, it goes against his nadir. He broke his nadir. But the Mishnah says, it's okay. See, I mean, only one way to answer this question. You know what the Rabbi Shaya says? It's got to be going according to Hanan. So what's Hanan's reason? Hanan's logic is, two points you got to remember. Number one, indirect Hana'ah is not Hana'ah. And in this case over here, it, it, it's an indirect Hana'ah. Why? Because technically, according to Hanan, the way we learned in Hamishnah, when a guy comes along and pays uh, the lady, the Mizonot, there's no claim that the husband has, there's no claim that he has against the husband. He cannot come along and say, pay me. The husband will say, you put your money on Kiran Ashur. See you later. Kiran Hatzvi. You, you lost your money. Not obligated. So same thing over here. This guy paid the money. The event comes along and says, thank you very much. Someone says, we didn't take you very much. Pay me. I'm going to pay you nothing. Did I ask you to go uh, pay this debt for me over here? But the debt is paid. No, thank you very much. Indirect on it's not an issue. But you, you didn't behind me because I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not connected to you in this whole thing. It's not like you did it for me. What's the idea you didn't do it for me? I don't have to pay you back. I'm not obligated to you. So if you didn't do it for me per se. You did it on your own. It's like Baruch, you did it on your own. I'll see you later. I, you had a hand that came around about? Around about? Ravad comes and says, no, I'll tell you a little different. It's even going to go to the rabbis. When normally the rabbis would say, in this case, Shimon comes to the woman and says, thank you very much. The woman says, we don't take you much. Pay me. According to the rabbis, he has to pay. Hana. Oh, so and bottom line, it's an indirect Hana. The banana indirect Hana is considered Hana. It's not going to be like the banana. Because I'll tell you the case we're talking about where it was an open-ended loan. So what happens? Uh, Shimon comes to the woman and says, please, by the way, I paid you your loan for you. Yeah, thank you very much, by the way. I wasn't, I wasn't intending on paying this loan, by the way. What do you mean, intending on paying it? It was open-ended. I, I, I could have paid it in a hundred years. So therefore, you didn't do anything for me. You, you only paid on your own. So even the rabbis would agree in that case over there. There was no hana'ah. It's, it's not even indirect. Because bottom line, you, 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 you didn't... I wasn't paying. No hana'ah. I, I, was, I, I was paying zero. So you weren't mahanami. You weren't just threw money in the, in the garbage. Oh, but the rabbi comes along and says, I don't like that answer. Because according to the rabbis, there is a hana'ah. There is an indirect hana'ah. The indirect ana is the kisufa factor, the embarrassment factor, the shame factor. But by me paying this loan for you, Shimon could say, now you can walk in the street with your head up. When you see the guy in the credit auction looks in your eyes, you could look him in the face. Because bottom line, you know the debt is paid. You didn't think of that. That's why I say they cannot be going to the but it's got to be going according to Hanan. Comes the next Mishnah. Admon Omer Shiva. Now we learned in the earlier Mishnayot that Admon said seven cases. And the rabbis argued on him. Now we're going to go discuss the seven halachot of Edmund. Mi shemet v'niach banim u'banot. A guy died. He left boys and girls. If there's enough assets to go around, which means to support each one of the children uh, generously, 
The Mephashim explained, meaning each one can get at least one year's worth of Mizonot. Habanim Yurshim. So the boys inherit everything. Babanot Yizonot. And they support the girls, because girls do not Yurish. Right? That's not a Kamaz opinion. Give the money to the boys, and the boys support the girls. But if it's uh, small money, not enough to go, not enough for each one for a year's worth of Mizonot. Habanot Yazonu. Give the money to the girls. And you let the boys go collect. Not come to do us to collect. It's not nice to let girls go collect. So therefore, give the Yerushat uh, the to the girls. Let them live on it. And the, the boys will go collect. Admon Omer, Bishmir Shani Zachar Efsanti. Admon comes along and says, What are you talking about? Because I'm, I'm a male, I lose. And we'll see what that means over here. It's much better that the male has a certain advantage. Amar Abengam Liel, Rohe Ani, Etvre Admon. I see the words of Admon. So the Gemara says, "My Kamar." What is he saying? Which is, what did Edmond mean when the, the boys can say, "Because I'm a zakhar, I lose out." What advantage does a zakhar have over a nekeva? Amar Abayir, Haki Kamar, Bishvil Shani Zakhar Viraui Laasuk Batorah. If Sati, you know what the advantage of the zakhar is? He learns Torah, and therefore the boys can come along and say, "Hey, we have an advantage over these." You tell me what? Nechasim Muatim, give the money to the girls, and we gotta go collect. Hey. We learn Torah. We have an advantage. And therefore, we should get the money. Let them go uh, collect. That's their advantage. They study Torah. Amade Rabbah. Man da'asik ba Torah. Who diyarit? Man de lo asik ba Torah. Lo yarit? So what do you tell me? Let's say you have kids that are Amaris. They don't study Torah. Why? They don't get a Yerusha? Well, only kids that study Torah? We've never heard such a halakha like that. That's not their advantage. Everybody's Yorish. Every, every, every boy is Yorish. And you know what their advantage is? El Amar of Achi Kamar Bishmir Shani Zachar Virauil Irash Menechasim Merubim. If Sati Menechasim Muafim? Which means, listen, if there was enough assets, Menechasim Merubim, who gets to hold the estate? We do. Which is the boys are saying, we're the Yorshim over here. We're the boys. The proof of the, uh, the matter is what? If there was Menechasim Merubim, we get the whole thing. So that's because of Menechasim Muafim, we should lose our Yerusha. Where, 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 where is Zachar? Zachar is the, is, is the, is the true Yoresh. So therefore, not, not a problem that is the Chassim Mu'atim. We, we're not giving up our status of, uh, of Yorshim. Therefore, Edmond comes along and says, no matter what, the Chassim Mu'atim, the Chassim Mu'atim, always give it to the boys. That's what he meant. Mishri Shari Zachar, and he must see it. What do you care to the Chassim Mu'atim? Why did you give it to me? Because I'm the Yoresh. So why, the Chassim Mu'atim, I should lose? I'm still the same Yoresh. Comes the next Mishnah. Hatu'ayn et chavero... Kadesh Shemin. Okay, interesting case. Guy comes along to his friend. He says, you owe me Kadesh Shemin. Barrels of oil. A cod, cod like uh, uh, barrels. The guy comes along and says, I don't owe you oil. I just owe you empty jugs. The guy's claiming him oil and jugs. He comes along and says, no, 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 I only owe you, uh, only owe you jugs. The containers. So the Gemara says, Edmon says, we have a rule. There's a law from the Torah. I come along and say, you owe me a hundred. The Love comes along and says, no, I only owe you fifty. So that's the case. He's more What's the law more Yeshava has to swear, swear that he only owes him fifty. I paid him fifty. That's the law from the Torah. So this case, same case. Guy comes along and says, "Listen, he owe me uh, kadesh emin, right? 
You owe me uh, oil and uh, barrels. He comes along and says, I only owe you the barrels. What's the deen according to Edmond? Yeshava. Vachamim omrim, en hoda'at miksat mimina ta'ana. He comes along and says, no, it's not similar to the claim. He claimed oil and barrels. You're not being modibe miksat oil and barrels. You're just being modibe miksat on barrels. That's not modibe miksat ta'ana. According to the rabbis, it's got to be the exact item that was claimed. You got to be modem exact on that claim. You're not modem exact on that. He's claiming oil and barrels. You're 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 you're, you're modem exact on barrels. So there's no shivu in that case. I'm not a banker with the other way. Any Edmond, the banker comes and says, it seems to me Edmond is right. It's a case, case of modem exact hatana. Okay, so now we come along and we're going to analyze. Gemara. Shmat minna, the Rabbanan, from the rabbis we see over here, a law. Ta'ano hitin us'urin. Let's turn it into wheat and barley. Guy comes along and says, you owe me wheat and barley. Ve'hoda bis'urin. And he came along and said, no, 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 I only owe you barley. According to the rabbis, patur. Because bottom line, that, that wasn't the claim. The claim was wheat and barley. You were only modem and mixat on half the claim, on the barley part. And we could do that from Amish now. Right? Definitely no swear. Kibara says, Let this be a question according to Rav Shemuel. Why? The guy claims against his friend Sa'urim and Hatim, and he admitted to one of them, I owe you Sa'urim, Hayav, even according to the rabbis. So then when you see, so long as the guy's more there on one of the species, that's considered more there than the Ta'ana. So, uh, we have a question now. How is, how is Abdul Rahman going to learn our Mishnah? Amar Abiyudah Marab, Betu'ano Midah. You learned the case wrong in the Mishnah. When it said to it, Havro Kadeshimin, he's not claiming barrels. He's saying, You owe me oil. He's just saying, How much oil do you owe me? You owe me a lot of oil, like, you know, 10 barrels worth of oil. But his claim is only. Oil. You don't want the barrels. He's just claiming oil. So therefore, when he's coming to claim oil, and this guy comes along and says, I only owe you uh, jugs. That's what's got nothing to do with, with the claim. Yeah. So that's why the Hachamim says, it's like the Siddhamodeh, So what's Edmond saying? Why should Edmond say it's more than Even he would agree, if he's claiming uh, oil, and he's being more there on barrels, even Edmond would say, that that's like the Siddhamodeh, so therefore that cannot be the case. Ela Amarava, so the boss says, I'll tell you the answer. Everybody agrees. If the guy came with the following claim. Ten barrels full of wine I have in your pit. Which means by you, you have ten barrels of oil. Now, obviously, everybody hold that that's oil. Because you're saying it's in your pit. Which means, where do you store the oil? In the pit. So the guy's coming and says, listen, there's ten barrels of oil that, you know, are mine, that you have in your bar. Everybody agrees in that case. What is his claim? Everybody says the guy's claiming oil, and he's not claiming barrels. That's clear. And therefore, when the guy comes along and says, I only owe you barrels, that's not what He's claiming oil, and you're, uh, you're, 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 you're admitting on barrels. Everybody will agree in that case, no shivua. Good. Next case. Asara kadeshim in meleim yeshli etzlecha. 
If he comes and says, you have ten barrels filled with oil by you, everybody holds shemen v'kankanim katayinla. Everybody agrees that shemen and kankanim, because he's saying ten full barrels, therefore he wants the oil and he wants his barrels, and everybody will agree. When he comes along and is modeh, on, bar- on the barrels, that's more than the Tana. Everybody would agree, Yeshava. Mm-hmm. That's like the case of wheat in Bali, and his more on Bali, Yeshava. So where's the Mahal between Hakamim and Edmon? Kipeligi echadamarla asara kadesh shemin yeshli etzlecha. Well, he doesn't say they're full. He says, you have ten barrels of oil by, uh, by you. So how do you interpret that? Edmon Omer, yesh pelashon azir lashon kankanim. Oil barrels. When a guy comes along and says, you have ten oil barrels by you, so that also means he wants barrels. Therefore, when he comes along and is modeh on kankanim, it's got to be modeh mixed at the Tana. That's got to swear. Rabbanan sabri en belashon azir lashon kankanim. The rabbi say no. When a guy comes along and says, you have ten oil barrels uh, by you, it's oil. Therefore, he's claiming oil. And therefore, when he comes along and says, I owe you barrels, he's coming oil and you're more there on barrels. So let's review. In the case where the guy comes along and says, ten barrels of oil are by you in your board, that's obviously oil. Because they're in the board, they're in the pit. That's, that's oil mamash. If he's coming along and saying, ten full barrels of oil, that's oil and barrel. That's, that's both. In this case, we argue what he means when he comes along and says, there's... Ten oil barrels by you. Does he mean barrels as well? And if he means barrels as well, therefore, therefore, Edmond says, when he's modeh on the barrels, he has to make a swear. Whereas the rabbis come along and say, no, when he comes on the ten oil barrels, it means oil. Therefore, when he's modeh on barrels, it's not modeh mixed on the tana, therefore, there's no shivwa. Comes again and says, That's the only thing, according to the rabbis, the reason why it's like a simple modeh mixed on the tana, because it's just considered oil. But if, let's say in that language, it would be Lashon Kankanim, which means it would mean, when he said oil, it would mean oil and barrels. When he said uh, uh, 10 oil barrels, it meant oil and barrels, so what? It would be Hayav, which means, in, and he would be there on barrels, it would be Kasimodemik Sadatana. The only reason why I quote the rabbi is not Modemik Sadatana because it's only oil. But if it was oil and barrels, they would agree that well, when he was more there on the barrels, it's more there than Tana. Can't be. Why? Similar case. Guys, more there are guys. And he only agrees on one. Patur. Ah, so you see, according to this, to be, to be considered more there than Tana, you have to be more there on both items. Guy calls Yomi, Hatin, and Seorim. He comes along and says, I only owe you Seorim. According to this rabbi, he understands the Shittah of the Achamim, that's not what he makes at the Ta'ana. Because you only move there on half the species. Similarly, if a case is where a guy, from our Diyuk, a guy comes along and says, you owe me barrels and oil, and he only move there on barrels, according to the rabbi, that's not considered either, more there makes at the Ta'ana. Because bottom you only move there on half the species. So therefore, how could you learn the Mishnah like that? Which is according to the rabbis, even if a guy is coming along and claiming oil and barrel, and the guy's more there on barrel, that's not more there tana. For the rabbis to be more there tana, you have to be more there on both items, just like the Hakim and Seorim. So how you can learn the Mishnah? Final answer. Amar of Shemi Barasheh, Na'asa kemi shita'ano rimon b'klipato. 
He comes along and says, I'll tell you the difference. When a guy comes along and says, Hitin and Seorin, those are two different items. So therefore, when a guy is modeh on Seorin, you only modeh on one of the two items, that's not modeh mimiksat. Mashiachim, when a guy comes along and says, you owe me an oil and a barrel, and the guy says, oh, your barrels, they're connected. When a guy says oil and barrel, that's like a guy claiming rimon, a pomegranate, and a shell. It's one item. Like so therefore, it's the same species. Oil and a barrel, it's the same item. So therefore, don't bring me a question from Hatim and Surim. Hatim and Surim are two disparate, disparate items. Mashiach, when a guy comes along and says, you owe me an oil and a barrel, because I only own your barrels, and it's one item. So what are you talking about? Matkifla Rabina. Rimon belok tipato lo mintar. Shemin mintar belok kantarim. Big difference. A rimon needs a shell. Oil doesn't need barrels. What's the proof? Exactly. Where do you put the oil? You put, put the oil in the pit. So therefore, you, you, your analogy to, to, to a rimon is not good. It's not one item. I can understand a rimon and a kilipa is one item. Because without the kilipa, what happens to the rimon? It gets spoiled. But shaken, oil without a barrel can exist. So we're back to the question, what's the case where Edmond and Hachemim are arguing? Final answer. Case like this. The Amar Asara Kadesh Shemin Yeshli Etzlecha. He comes along and says, Lashon, by you you have ten barrels of oil. So far, so good. The Amar Idach. So the guy says, I owe you ten barrels of oil. Shemin lo ayu devarim me'olam. Regarding the oil claim, I never, never happened, by the way. I never, I never, you never gave me any oil. Lahadam, lo hayud varim me'olam. Kankanim the man, even by the kankanim that you're claiming, hamisha itlach v'hamisha letlach. It's only five, by the way. It's not ten. And it was explicit. Yeah. Okay. So the guy, the guy's claim was what? Oil and barrels. The guy comes. Oh, regarding the oil, oil. I don't know you. Lo hayud varim me'olam. You never gave me any oil. And even regarding your kankanim item. The kankanim is only five. Admon Omer, yesh pelason azelason kankanim. Oh, Admon learns when a guy comes along and says you have ten barrels of oil by you, that includes kankanim. Good. Umigu dekamishtaba a kankanim once already. You make him swear on the barrels because he's more difficult than on the barrels. Because when it came to the barrels, he came and you owe me ten barrels. He's saying I only owe you five. We have a rule. Once you're making a shimon the kankanim, we have what's called a gilgul shivua. You know what a gilgul shivua is? Literally, we roll the shivua, which means the oil. Let's discuss the oil itself. Is he is he more dead than on the oil? No, he's I don't know you nothing. That's not more than Normally, a guy's kofera called, You don't swear, but you know what? Since in this case it's got two, two aspects. On the kankanim, I'm a modem So I got to swear on the kankanim, roll the shivwa to the shemin as well. That's why I got to swear not only on the kankanim, but I got to swear on the shemin. Through a gilgul shivwa. Let's review at Monchita, because this is the bottom line. God comes along and says, listen, you owe me shemin the kankanim. Or oh, the, the language was, asara shemin Ten barrels of oil. Let, let, let's interpret what he means. Ten barrels. But for sure, according to Edmon, it includes barrels. He wants barrels as well. Beautiful. God comes regarding the barrels. It's not ten, it's five. Oh, you're more than mixat. You're more than mixat by barrels. Make a shiwa for the barrels. There was only five. What about the oil? What about the oil? On the oil, on the kofera kol. There's no oil. You know what she says? Swear on the kankanik, minadin. I'm going to roll you over in a Gilgul Shavuat to swear as well on the oil. Now let's see the Rabbi Shita. 
Rabbanan and Belashon Azir Lashon Kenkanim. They say that when a guy comes along and says, ten barrels of oil is by you, it's oil. Linda with barrels. So let's speak it out what's happening over here. Guy comes along and says, you owe me ten barrels, measure, ten barrels worth of oil. But he's claiming oil. What does the guy come along and say? On the, on the oil claim, what does he say? Nothing. So that doesn't make a shavuah. And on the item that he wasn't being claimed, he's coming and being more there, I owe you five. So therefore, that, that's not what the I wasn't claiming you on uh, barrels. So therefore, there's no shavuah on that as well. So the Gemara's language is, when he claimed them was oil, he didn't admit to that. He said, And when he admitted to him five barrels, he didn't claim. So therefore, that's not what the Mimic said. That's not the Ta'ana. What does it mean, Mordevik said the Ta'ana? I'm Mordev on half the claim. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't claim me any barrels. So, I'm being Mordev on five barrels. Did I, did I talk any barrels? So, according to the Hakamim, in this case over here, Lo Yushaba. And that's the case of the Mishnah. Let's review the case one last time. A guy comes along and says, 10 barrels of oil is by you. How do you learn that language? That's really the Mahalogan. Where's that language, Mashma? Admon says, everybody agrees it's Mashma oil. That's not the argument. 10 barrels of oil is Mashma oil. The question is, does it also mean he wants his jugs? So you know what Edmond comes along and says? Edmond comes along and says, well, on the oil, I mean, on the barrels, you're more than I'm claiming your barrels, 10, you're saying it's 5. Swear on the barrels. Once you're swearing on the barrels, you'll do Shavuah on the Shemin. Even though normally if the shimin was alone, you wouldn't have to make a shimwa. He's claiming you owe me ten, I'm claiming zero. Ladam. Give good shimwa. Hakarin comes in this language, ten barrels of oil, he don't care barrels. He's giving you a measurement. I want oil. So I'm coming to claim oil. And what do you come along and tell me? Oh, the oil. Ladam. So therefore I'm not a more than on the claim. And what you didn't claim, I'm being more there. But I owe you five barrels. That's not more than me, except the Tana. But Tana was not barrels. So therefore, that also I don't have to swear. Baruch Hashem. Amen. Amen.